and here we go. Hey guys, welcome to Lost Episode 3 of CMD Towers Brews and Builds. I'm Mr. Commodore Number 5, and my fellow host has met a bit that both of us will have shared animosity by the end, Big Tuck. Ah, uh, yes, uh, uh, Mr. Kambosan, as we, as our friends to the Far East would say, Oi, Oi, Yago, Marzu. Oh, what is it? Oh, hey, yo, go, Zamu, which is hello, good morning. I thought it was going to be something <laughs> Kanichiwa and then a space, uh, but uh, it turns out Japanese literature and alcohol has won again. There you go. I'm, 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 I'm still alive. I actually went to the gym this morning, if you can believe that. Sweating out straight booze. Uh, it feels good. So. For those who aren't aware, we were having a we were having a lengthy discussion before we got on cast here, uh, yep. and Mister Combo let on a string of things, which I think are the fun, some of the funniest things I've ever heard in my entire life. So, for those who don't know, the, there's a new Ragavan Pirate Monkey, right? It costs upwards of a hundred dollars, depending on what version you get. So, single Aaron, who's also from Boston, if you guys weren't aware of this. He, me and him brought this idea, right? So this is the this is the hoops you have to jump through. If you own a copy right now, not bought online, of Ragavan, and that copy is not being used in a deck in conjunction with Zari, the original person that made Ragavan. If you have, if you have, so let's say for example, you have two decks that have that card in it. You have two token copies. You have two tokens of Ragavan. This does not apply to you. But if you have three tokens of Ragavan, you can get a free pass to turn one of them into Ragavan, Nimble, whatever, the $100 card to be slotted in as a playtest or, or proxy or however you want to call it. Mr. Combo was, was upset. <laughs> Because you're saying they don't have to actually own the original copy of Ragavan, like the actual card. You're just saying because they own the stupid ass token that has the same name. But it's, but it's name. like four hubs, four hoops you have to jump through, and it's and you can't and you can't like it's. This is a one time deal, right? It's like if you have it right now, and no. you have a spare, no. See, you're making it way too complicated. The playtest <laughs> rules are very simple. You own a copy. You can do whatever the hell you want to for your other copies. None of this, oh, you own a token that has a similar name. That, and, that you, you know, it kind of looks like it. And, but it's not used in this particular deck, but you have copies for other decks. It's stupid. It's trash. I'm done. You don't like, you don't like it. <laughs> this has been exploded. Okay. We're, we're finished. Fair enough. <laughs> It's like, no one, I don't have to spend a hundred dollars on that card ever. Then don't, then don't play it. <laughs> but now I can it's make very it. simple. I can make BS rules of how to jump the Yeah. You know what? You're absolutely right. Uh hold on. You see here, I have this uh just blank dry erase. This is anything. It could be a boat. It could be a black lotus. <laughs> Who knows? Get out of here. Oh God. God! What this is going to be a good one, folks. We we got we got something real special. I feel sick in my stomach already. <laughs> uh, but just because we just literally recorded a day ago, about the only thing that's happened is I did start watching Book of Bobo Fett. Yes, got through the first two episodes, maybe the first three. Um, it was a late night, and I will tell you this: not a spoiler. They do an amazing storyline around the Tuscan Raiders. Oh, okay. Made them incredibly interesting characters. Now here's my here's so. my question for you: 
do they go back about does it do they bring up like how Tuscan Raiders in the past perhaps were not good stewards of a modern ideology when they are worded Anakin's mother? Let's just say you'll No see, wait, is that addressed? Uh, not that. Okay. But you'll see how they like treat prisoners and kind of like what what goes oh! into the tribes and the tribes. No, no way. Wait, yeah. <laughs> they literally redacted all that? That's incredible. Well, they didn't redact any of it. Just remember, in uh, Attack of the Clones, we only heard it from her uh, new husband's perspective. Yes, we literally never heard anything from the Tusken Raiders. <laughs> so the Tusken Raiders, up until the point they chained someone with with leather to a wall, they treat them great. Yeah, high fives, soup for all, and it's uh, as the TikTok say, <clears throat> good soup. It's a nightmare out there. Well, got. Well, guys, if you haven't heard, we do have an amazing patron community. Uh, you should definitely head over and join cmdtower.com slash Patreon. Uh, we do have many different tiers. Uh, for 15 bucks a month, you can actually join the Big Tux Brew Buddies, uh, get a ton of soft value, but also get CMD Tower swag. Uh, and then whenever we come out with new drops, if it aligns up with your tier, you'll also get it for free, just automatically being a part of it. But even just a dollar a month helps the community. So go out there and join. But a big thing is if you're an existing patron, go do the referral program. Any of your friends, frenemy, or collective that you want to get to join, have them message us on Patreon, and we'll send you something free for just being great. Now, we do have great swag, merch, foily things. So head over to cmdtower.com slash merch. Uh, you can pick up our amazing Jund Holiday sweater. You can look at our amazing foil playmat uh, from Brews and Builds. That's this really cool astrology, almost kind of has like a Theros feel to it. Uh, definitely there are redacted bits that we can't talk about. But let's <laughs> just say they have to do with hundreds and hundreds of sleeves. So please I'm help the children. I, 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 am, I am begging you. Now, we have started a new partnership. Uh, as you've probably heard, and even this episode's based around it, I've done playtest cards. Uh, sometimes I do custom ones that are Game of Thrones themed. Sometimes I've done ones like today, which we'll get into in a bit. And where do I go to get these great cards? Or even if, like Tuck was just complaining about, if you own a single <laughs> Ragavan copy, you can head over to abyssproxyshop.com and use the code CMD Tower to get 10% off your order. Plus, it's stackable. So I know if you spend over $30 on the website, you'll get 20% off your order. And then on top of that, using that code does help get a little bit of revenue into CMD Tower. So if you're going to go buy playtest cards or proxies, as a lot of people call them, go to abyssproxyshop.com and use CMD Tower to help us out. I can confirm that they have not one, but two options for the Regavan proxy. One of them with Abu from uh, Aladdin. Aladdin. And then another one, I believe, is some sort of anime, but I can't watch that stuff because it gives me nightmares. <laughs> and, of course, these YouTube videos are brought to you by T-Codes. He's our amazing uh, video engineer at underscore T-Codes on Twitter. Be sure to hit up Tyler. Let him know what you like about the videos, what you want to see improved, uh, because we really can't do anything without your guys's feedback so let us know what you want to see especially now that all of our content's going on youtube and you're seeing our very questionable faces Ugh. 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 
So Bruise and Builds is our deck tech series since we conquered the path to 32, the 12 themes of EDH decks. We have moved on to a classic brew of day one Bruise and Builds with a traditional episode. And we describe brewing of decks similar to how beer is brewed. So we broke it down into four different categories. The first one's ramp and setting your board state. We call that grains. And grain, or subu, are the foundations of any beer. They include both base malts and specialty malts using the 60-40 ratio, the substance of the color, the taste, and most importantly, the alcohol content of the beer. Decks always need ways to grow, stabilize, and ramp into bigger threats. And just like a grand profile, they're usually a mix of staples and specialty cards. How does your board interact with your opponents? We call that hops. And hops, or hapu. Give the beards patented bitterness and herbal floral flavors. They grow in a variety of strands, help distinguish subcategories like IPAs. Our help choices help clear and interact with the board so your deck can ultimately do what it wants. How does your deck actually close out and win games? We call that yeast. And yeast, or if you will, hold on. Uh, we'll get to that later. Our microorganisms that eat the sugar from the grain and poop out alcohol and CO2. And that's alcohol content and the carbonation. Without yeast, you'd be drinking flat sugar water. And without yeast cards, your deck wouldn't meet the goal of actually winning the game. What, what, was that one kind of difficult to say in Japanese? No, I just, I, I, got, I got confused. Uh, it's actually Kobo. Oh, fair enough. Then we have shenanigans. It's going to be pet cards, synergies to the deck, which usually my uh, proxy decks don't have a lot of spice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> so that's what we call it. We call it spice. And not every beer has them, but spices or supasu. Uh, and other additives help separate normal stock beers, especially ones. It could be the pepper that tends us out and the jalapeno stout, or the addition of me drinking shots last night at Jack Beagle's, uh, which also has yeast in it. Not every deck has something that makes it pop, but if it does, this is where we talk about it. And then to wrap up the episode, we have a bottle capping. These are going to be big Texanized cuts and ads to the deck that are going to be under $5, under $50, and a no-budget recommendation. We have two restrictions this time. <sighs> Can't be mana-only lands. And the cards, you guys know where this is going, had to have a alternate art Japanese printing to go along with it. Think War of the Spark, Mystical Archives, or be from an Akamagawa set. Betrayers Akamagawa, Neon Dynasty, didn't really matter. Just had to come from there. So without further ado, let's get brewing Today, we are on Lost Episode 3. Uh, it seems to be a trend tuck when we do these yes. Lost Episodes. My decks are always proxy decks. Uh, the first ones was my Game of Thrones deck. Now, we have Najila campaigning across Japan. I have wanted to build a Japanese-inspired art deck for years. Um, I wanted to have all of the uh, text in it in Japanese as well. Uh, turns out I don't know Japanese, so I didn't do that bit. Uh, but I did make all the names in the deck in Japanese and the uh, subtypes in Japanese. Uh, so why don't you read who Najila sure. is? And I'll kind of talk about why I ended up settling on her for my Japanese-inspired theme. I'm so happy that you changed the the title because I had a severe umbrage with that. But Najila the Blaine Blossom, as people are well aware of, is a two colorless and a red for a 3-2 legendary creature human warrior. Whenever a warrior attacks, it's a mythic uh, for about 10 bucks. Whenever a warrior attacks, you may have its controller create a 1-1 white uh, white blech. Whenever a warrior attacks, you may have it, you may have its controller create a 1-1 white warrior creature token that's tapped and attacking. And then for Wooberg, that is a white, a blue, a black, a red, and a green. No tap ability. 
Untap all attacking creatures. They gain Trample, Lifewink, and Haste until end of turn. After this fair, this is an additional combat phase. Activate this ability only during combat. So the reason I ended up suddenly on Ajila and our Discord will remember, it was about a year ago I had reached out about trying to do this with Cody. I was like, ooh, I could do like mm. this Cody exploring Japan type sure. thing. And he's like somewhat like this researcher just right. going around and witnessing events and, and jotting it down. But his whole like you can't play permanent spells made it very difficult for me not to just make it a generic spell slinger. I sure, win the game. Yeah. Five, five color deck. spell slinger. Sure. Yeah, exactly. So I was like, well, Najila, like a warrior is a broad description of what a samurai is. Sure. Um, the samurais we had available when I actually got this thing built um, back. I think I built this list in August. We didn't really have any five color samurais <laughs> or <laughs> any decent samurais to begin with. Uh, and I wasn't going to do ninjas. Uh, Eureka's already out there in sure. force. That's not really fun. So I know Najila is a CEDH commander, but I actually built the list just off of my head and using Scryfall to look up warriors. So I just kind of built good stuff Najila uh, with just a lot of value warriors. The interesting thing, though, is that I have played the deck a few times. It claps, and yeah. it claps so hard. Uh, not surprising when you have every fetch land proxy, <laughs> every fetch land altered art, every dual land alter art, every... It's like, this is the only thing... I think this is a really good deck list, and there I think there are cards in here that are very funny and very interesting that you put in, but like this is... If you read through this, and I was actually speaking with a, single Aaron, he literally was like, are you guys ever talking about Najila? Mr. Combo number five's deck. I think it's really interesting. I was like, no, I'm, I'm, we were talking about it on Saturday. I'm furious. I like, I, I really appreciate this. Okay. I really you gather your thoughts. Yes. Are you so, here? Are we good? Hold on. I appreciate this twofold. Number one, I appreciate you that you have stripped this of any sort of meme, sort of, sort of, like Game of Thrones, right? That is a meme deck. You have put cards in there that fit the theme. Oh, that that's to, fair. To, to the deck's discredit, right? <laughs> this one has What do you mean? Kolga the Titanate is amazing. <laughs> yeah, He's incredible. a great card. Yeah, the, the, the hound, the werewolf with the other werewolves. How great, right? Like, it's immediate slam dunk in five colors. So, so that's my one thing. The second is... I give you also huge props because this is, if you look through this, this is just every card you've ever liked playing Magic. And yeah, kind of. With Warriors in it, right? So, like, yeah. I appreciate you committing to that, if that makes sense, okay. right? And, okay. that also, and that also uh, explains the card market TCG player price, which is somewhere, you can pick this up easily in the range, somewhere between four to $7,000. <laughs> oh, well, hey, some people might want to play it online. Guys, MTGO is only 266 ticks, which a is $266 for digital things that you'll a, never a, be a able to a touch. Pittance, a pittance, right? <laughs> so that's that's what I have to say, right? I think there are fun cards to talk about here. Uh, but this, this if, if people don't know and they're like, hey, what's it like playing with Mr. Commodore 5? What kind of decks does he like to play? I'd be like, this is the one. This is it. It's got, it's got them all. We've got it all. But here... Here's the thing, though. Like, if you, if it was cards, like the cards I like to play, yes. But this deck style is totally anti-me. I don't like attacking. Very true. I don't like being in the red zone. And this deck, you have to attack, even right. if it's maybe not advantageous, to really get her her effect. So uh, that's first thing. Second thing, it is insanely expensive. <laughs> Fourth thing, 
Uh, CMC two seven five. Pretty that's a, pretty that's, pretty nice. Which makes sense when you look at the grades. <laughs> yeah, you could say it's a little quick. Uh, I saw and then this. the the one thing I will say though is the uh, the land base. I always push back on this. Just because you have an optimized land base doesn't mean that the rest of the deck is going to function. It just means you're going to be allowed to play cards on curve, which I think is the goal for every mana base. I mean, essentially, if everyone's like, hey, land bases are gone for magic, let's go to Hearthstone style. It would be that's basically what this is. I have a Hearthstone land deck. Yes. Uh agreed. And the last thing I'll say before we get into this is I did you you we 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 drafted last time I was in Kansas City, we did your draft cube, which was a blast. Yep. And then you stuck around. You're like, I'm going to play this deck. I think you had to turn two Smothering Tithe. And at that point, oh, yeah. I, I, I literally said, yeah, I've seen all I need to. Just left. <laughs> I, I think I, I won that to. game, too. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, let's go ahead and get into the deck. Let's start with the ramp and grain section. So the first card I want to talk about is a very interesting warrior. He likes to rush into battle, and his name is Rastube de Dokarmanda, which is Rushblade Commander. Okay. Very so, good. So, uh, if you guys can't tell, that's the bit, uh, because all of the cards <laughs> technically are, the title is in Japanese, so we're reading them, and hopefully no one gets offended. We're trying our best. I was going to say, we we have joked off-cast, this is, we, we, there's been a lot of questionable things that Let's be honest. I have said on cast that maybe or may not have got edited in the past. I think this is the one that might finally, this might get us canceled. Maybe. Uh, but Rushblade <laughs> Commander, this is for Rakdos. Uh, so that's going to be black, red. It's a 2 2 for a quarter. Creature, Azra Warrior. Were you ever going to see Azra again? Question mark. <sighs> Who knows? Uh, Warriors, your team control. So if I did two at a giant, I guess that would count too. Uh, have haste. So. This is massive for a Najila deck because Najila's whole bit is that she ends up building this incremental value so fast that you just can't deal with it. So getting Rushblade down turn two, Najila down turn yep. three, swinging. Now I got four warriors at the end of my th uh, third turn. I'm probably going to win because then next turn I'm going to have eight, then 16, and exactly. it just goes off. With, without like without even worrying about the extra combat rigmaroles that you go through, uh, I feel like that card is, a st you have to have it in a Najila deck or Warriors deck, right? There's just certain ones that are just insanely good. Uh, to your point about the Azra, one -oh, one -oh, these are now, because Wizards has no foresight, these are now just Typhlings, right? <laughs> this is Prosper. Oh, huh. But it's All stupid. Right. It's, a, it's like the Naga... Naga work here and snakes, right? They print them arbitrarily <laughs> so that neither of them can work with each other. Great card. That's very true. Great card on curve. If you get this turn two, Najila turn three, it's like back yeah. without anything yeah. else, right? Three lands, this card, Najila, the game is cruising for you. Yeah, I would argue if you get this down turn two, your opponents will hold up removal for Najila. A counter spell 100%. or a targeted removal for Rushblade. That. If your opponents don't and you get to do that attack, like I said, and end your turn with four warriors because you'll get two tokens out of it, your problem, there's no, your uh, win likelihood goes to like 90%. 100%. 100%. All right, Tuck, well, what's your first grade? Uh, so this one is an also a warrior, but this one's an elf. And uh, as they call it, they would say, Garandu Oradorada, 
uh, which is our old pal Grand Warlord Rada. So ah. what what a beating. Two colorless, and that's Gruel. That's a red and a green for a 3-4 legendary creature elf warrior. That's a rare for 63 cents. She has haste. Whenever one or more creatures you control attack, add that much mana in co- any combination of red and or green. Until end of turn, you don't lose this mana as steps and phases end. What a beating. This card, I think, who is it? Uh, Dapper Dan runs this card as a commander. We've seen. We've, yes, he does. It, it it's, it's brutal, right? So I think what's interesting when you look at cards like Grand Warlord Rada is this card works by herself, but the fact that she's also a warrior makes her yeah. like it's like the cherry on top, right? Like this is this would be a great card inclusion no matter what, but just because she arbitrarily has this bizarre subtype to her makes her even mm-hmm. better in this deck comparative to any other deck she's going to go into. Yeah, for sure. Because I mean. The goal of a Najila deck is to swing with as many warriors as possible. Correct. So it's like you do that, and then Grand Warlord Radha wants you to swing with as many creatures as possible. So it's like Najila's making all this stuff, and for however many warriors she just made, you're getting that much mana to your mana pool that you could then use in that combat. Maybe, you know, you already have your white, black, and blue so now I get my extra combat, and then we can just kind of do this rigmarole. Uh, it's absolutely disgusting. But I hope you're proud of me. I don't have, like, aggravated assault and yes. things like that in here. Yes, I am proud. Well, I mean, <laughs> you, have plenty of other ways to, you, <laughs> you have plenty of other ways to do that without one or two cards here and there. But the fact that you don't put the easy inclusion, I am proud of you. There we go. Well, my set next card is... Um, a way for me to draw cards. The unfortunate thing is that it's not a May effect. And so very easily, this card could kill me. So we are talking about Mindubare Dorenda, which is Mindblade Render. So oh, sure, yeah. We're, we're talking a colorless black creature, Azra Warrior. Again, Battle Bond, baby. Why One not? Three. Whenever your opponents are dealt combat damage, if any of that damage was dealt by a warrior, <laughs> you draw a card and lose a life. Which means, if anyone else has warriors, or a mask of Nexus, or anything, yep. I'm drawing cards off of that, but also possibly dying. <laughs> but because I am so anti-single burst draw, this is great for my playstyle. It, it is hysterical that you could kill yourself with this. And I think there's probably times where you have to be smart about playing this, right? You play this early, it doesn't remove it. People are like, yeah, sure, I'll take... 20 damage. My life total doesn't matter. You're going to kill yourself because we've been chip damage shooting you away. Uh, I think like in Battle Bond pushed Warrior so much is where Najila got printed originally if I if I if memory serves that uh-huh. there's this like there's such similar in scope to Rush Blade Commander there are just cards that you have to have, right? Yeah. I also think that if you're playing I think this card in and of itself is could be good in the right deck just that it can deal damage it can draw you a card itself, right? Or so it's not burst; it's over time. Uh, but again, in this deck, just completely bonkers. I hope that someday this backfires, just so that we have that story to talk. Oh, about. <laughs> absolutely! And I guess the last thing I'll mention, because usually some of these like damage to draw a card, it's like that creature has to attack as well or deal it as well. I mean, you could just play Mind Blade Render, and if you had your um, Rush Blade Commander out there, swing with him. You get to now draw a card. It's not like you have to wait a turn cycle. So there's literally no downside other than you may die. (laughs) Always something to think in mind. Well, Tuck, give us your second grain. Okay, so this is one of the artifacts in here and one of the slower Mm. ones. But I want to bring this up because we've talked about this in the past. 
this to me, the real name of this should be uh, Gilded Lotus Killer. But in reality, it's Sakuribu no Ibitsu. Which Skyclave is... Relic? Skyclave Relic, yes. Ah, there we <laughs> Wait, go. Was that yours? No, no, no. Oh, oh. I just guessed it based okay, off of your yes. translation. Yes, so Skyclave Relic is, is a real banger. Three colorless for an artifact. It's not legendary. It's a rare for around $2 with kicker three. So it's indestructible. When it enters the battlefield, if it was kicked, create two tapped tokens that are copies of Skyclave Relic. Tap, add one mana of any color. Uh, Squee McGee, I hope you're rolling in your grave. This is this is unquestionably the better <laughs> Manolith. Ma- Manolith, yeah. There's, there's no, there's no, no argument, argument right? Like, it cannot yeah. be beat. Um, I think that this I is, mean, th- th- this, sorry, Tactic, interrupt you. This even eliminates Darksteel uh, Ingot. Ingot. Yes, 100%. That's gone now. Yeah, no questions asked. Outside of the price point, which is arbitrary for $2. But yeah. like, Gilded Lotus, $5 for no for no reason, right? This, so you can trade one Gilded Lotus for this, and you just get an immediate upgrade. So in a pinch, you pay it for three. You're on curve. There's no downside there. Late game, you make a bunch of tokens. That's might be, That might get you the mana fixing that you need for like the grand warlord Rada that we were talking about. Right. Like it's such as such utility, the more and more if I play this game to me, this is like a borderline auto auto inclusion and in three CMC or higher decks or three colors or more decks. So here's, I, I love the card. Obviously it's in the deck. Um, I actually talked about this card during preview season. It was one of my yes. favorites. And but here's the thing: it's not just a strictly upgrade over Gilded Lotus. That's just wrong, because you got to pay six to only get one mana access that turn. Gilded, you pay five to immediately get three. So Gilded is better from that perspective. Gilded just doesn't have the indestructible. That's the only negative but, it does. But uh, Gilded, it has. All, Gilded also only is one mana of one mana of one color. You tap it for three black. Sure, sure. But I, I think I think it's just one of those. That's when we start getting the argument of efficiency versus flexibility and like what does that look sure, like? Yeah. Um, but this is an auto-include. I would argue it's your three color and above, but also your Boros and your Azorius yes. decks, probably, yep. probably even your Rakdos. Um right. Skyclave Relic's just great. And for two dollars, I wouldn't be shocked, Tuck, if we're doing this, if we're doing this cast in three years, Skyclave Relic comes up and it's like when did this become nine bucks? Yep, hundred percent agree. Right, like this was like fifty cents a year ago, and people have started figuring mm-hmm. out. Scoop them up. All right. Well, my last one is going to be a challenge. So uh, this legendary creature doesn't actually have warrior in his type. So you might wonder why homeboy, or I think people said this looks like Seth. Thought uh, that'd be great in here. So it looks like we're going to three, two, one. I sue Indorendo no Urufoga. Oh, wait, what? No, this doesn't look like self Seth at all. What are you talking about? You're crazy. What are you talking about? Wolfgar of Icewind Dale? Wolfgar of Icewind Dale. Yes. That, no, he looks like Hans Erickson. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and I was like, wait a minute. Sorry, how about this? This looks like a trimmed down Seth. Yes, yes. Okay, I'll take that. Sorry, you. Re- I was like ready. I had the shaker. I was good to go. I even had it pulled up in Google Translate. And then you're like, I think this is what Seth looks like. I was like, wait, that's in this deck? There we go. There we go. We, we're here for it. Well, so, uh, I, I, will, I will read the text body. 
All right. It's three colorless. It's gruel, so that's a red and a green. Legendary creature, human, barbarian, rare, and it's a 4-4. And it has melee. He has melee. Whenever this creature attacks, it gets plus one, plus one until end of turn for each opponent you've attacked this combat. If a creature you control attacking would cause a triggered ability of a permanent you control to trigger, that ability triggers an additional time. Well, Tuck, what does that do with Najila? <laughs> it just makes a boatload more warriors. Why does no like okay? I remember when this card got previewed, people were like upset. Because like this doesn't do yeah. anything, right? It's the same thing like with Drizzt Duarden, these sort of things that you read or Minsk, where you're like, oh, these are characters that I grew up with and I was reading, right? This card sure. sucks. It doesn't pair with the hammer, it does nothing. Wolfgar is insane. <laughs> it's, He's great. It's so strong. <laughs> He's immediately a six. At worst, he's a six-six for five, mm -hmm. right? Because his ability tracks himself, and then anything else that you have these sort of things we've talked about, right? With uh, your your mind blend render, all these different. Well, maybe that's a bad example, but like, there's so many other things that people don't think about of when this thing attacks. It's he's bonkers. He's absolutely bonkers. I totally didn't even put it into my head that he gets his melee ability twice. twice. I didn't That's either. So dumb. I didn't either until I got pounded for eight last time I saw him on Sunday. Um, guys, your dragon decks, your five color dragons, Wolfgar in there. Uh, I mean, he, as long as you have Gruul, I think if you have any type of combat trigger deck, you just put him in, regardless if he fits the creature type right. or your general theme. He is your doubling season for whatever your combat trigger is and it's amazing 100% and like if, if this was an enchantment that cost two in gruel you would see this everywhere right even if it was a creature oh. the fact that he can oh, even punch yeah. himself it's it's he's it's his bonkers for a dollar right it's just there's yep. just so much value out of this it's it's wild now I will say this: unlike Skyclave Relic this card will forever be a bulk rare yes uh, because of the five CMC yep so completely agree with that. All right, guys. Well, that's going to wrap up the grain section. Let's head over to the hot profile and how Najila and not CEDH will <laughs> interact with our opponents. Tuck, we got 18 options. Uh, not quite the 34 grains. Where are we going? Well, let's go with this. Hold, please. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Unbeknownst to us, there was a set that was released called Konzakart Tarkir, and because Wizards is stupid, as we discussed previously, <laughs> they arbitrarily put stupid creature types into sets that truly don't need them. So this bulk uncommon, again, is another thing that's incredible, because it's going to clap you right on the chin. So, we are talking about our old pal, Baradukachirija. Or Bludgeon as, Rager. Yeah, Bludgeon Rager. Correct. Uh, what a banger. Colossus in a black for a 2 2 creature human warrior. Whenever it attacks, each warrior you control can't be blocked by this turn except by two or more creatures, effectively giving all your attacking creatures menace. Attacking warriors. Well, let's, because here's, I think this is a good point to kind of talk to the community about what is attacking and what is attack triggered. Because Ooh. that's one of the confusing things with Najila, because she puts in warriors tapped and attacking. Oh, those do right. not get attacking triggers. So, guys, I think this is a great example. Bloodshed Rager specifically just says each warrior, uh, each warrior creature you control can't be blocked this turn. That is not an attack trigger coming from the other warriors. 
versus right. when we talked about Wolfgar, Wolfgar will not give those in, those created tokens any type of attack trigger. Correct. But yeah, uh, just again, arbitrarily a warrior from Kazatarkir. It was like a third sub tier of that. It was a third sub legend of that set. And now you're going to be seeing these c- propping up in warrior decks left, right, and center. Uh, I mean, it makes sense to me because, I mean, I didn't play cons, but isn't cons supposed to be like this deserty, like tribe based? And it kind of was like almost like Mad Max, except without like the post apocalyptic yeah. stuff. And, just like, and like if Kamigawa is ancient Japanese, right, with spirits and whatnot, cons re- read more like samurai ninja mm. years, right? With like it's tribal based and that sort of thing. But yes. Gotcha. Uh, and the guy even looks like he's <laughs> the art on this looks straight out of Mad Max. Yeah, it does. All right. Well, my next one is one of my favorite cards uh, from it, it. Alter of the Brood was there. And then this card. Um, it is Silencia. And it's the one way that I'm able to in mass deal with my opponent's artifacts and enchantments. So we're talking about Orashando or Orashards. Easy. Uh, this is colorless Silencia enchantment. Whenever a creature enters the battlefield under my control, I may destroy target artifact or enchantment for $5. So Najila attacks. I create four warriors, four triggers on Orishard. What's out there? Let's just start blowing stuff up. 100%. Five bucks now. This card is, there's really no excuse not to run it. If you're running in Silencia, right? Most Silencia decks are creating creatures. Didn't this used to be 20? Yeah. Yeah. And this is, this is, I think this is actually one where the list mattered. (laughs) Or sorry, mystery booster, as we talked about last night, usually does not matter. This is a rare example where it actually mattered, right? I think that is one thing that tanked this price down to something much more affordable. And also, I think a big thing to look in here, Mr. Combo, is the May, right? Because there's other abilities where it's like when a creature enters battlefield, harmonic silver. Yes, exactly. You have to target something, and eventually it's going to blow itself up. No, 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 says Aura Shards. I will be as flexible as you need me to be. Yeah, and the last thing I'll add, guys, is single Aaron. I can't remember if it was my Najila deck or my Sliver deck, but I played against him with Aura Shards. He literally ended up quitting because the card just just made it to where he couldn't play the game. That's how powerful this card is. Yeah, completely bonkers. All right, Tuck, give us. You're number two. Okay. Uh, I hate this card. And uh, there are decks where he's run as a commander that I don't like to see. Thankfully, he's slowly, or she perhaps, is being slowly lost to the sands of time where they completely belong. And, of course, we're talking about Durebi. Tiko Senjutsu Ka. Yeah, that's the one. Your boy. Your boy. Ready? Three, two, two, one. Drebby Imperial Tactician. <laughs> All right, I'll read Drebby. Uh, this card is stupid in this deck. It's kind of like Wolfgar. Yes. I hope you guys kind of see that when you look at this list, I didn't just go all into the warriors because I feel like Najila makes enough warriors herself. Correct. So uh, Derevi has flying and whenever it enters the battlefield or a creature you control deals combat damage to a player, you may tap or untap target permanent. Um, and Derevi's other ability doesn't matter, but just so you guys know, it is colorless. 
uh, green, white, and blue. Put Drevi on the battlefield from the command zone. So I, I obviously can't do that in this deck, but <laughs> man, that middle ability is kind of busted. Uh, I hate it. Um, I don't like this card. I think this is a. I think this has been a grievous error that Wizards has made. I built this deck for one weekend and immediately tore it apart because I hated it. That being said, it is a very smart inclusion in this deck. It's very cute. This is, you don't need, see, to your point, you don't need Aggravated Assault because you have this and a bunch of other stuff. This is going to let you do it. Let's going to let you do it in a more fun way, right? That is very, very true. All right. Well, my last one. Sometimes you just need to give Najila a gift. And the gift is not constantly dying. So the best way to do that is with Fumitsu no Okorimono, or Gift of Immortality. Unreal. So Gift of Immortality is two colorless white enchantment aura enchant creature. When enchanted creature dies, return that card to the battlefield under its owner's control. Return Gift of Immortality to the battlefield attached to that creature at the beginning of the next end step. <laughs> it's another that dilemma that I tell you guys about where... You have two things on the battlefield, yep. they're two permanents, and it's like, well, you could get rid of one, but then that's just going to cause the other one to then help bring it back, but then if you waste it on the other, you still have to waste it on the thing. It, I, yeah, it, you can't, and especially because you're only going to be attaching this to Najila, right? So it gets even worse, Oh, right? absolutely. So you're like, okay, I'll blow that up, cool, I'll get ten warriors, okay, next turn, I'm going to use my other removal to kill Najila, great, I'll just recast it from the command zone, because I already have all my mana fixed, right? Like, yep. there's no, like... This is so backbreaking in so many decks, especially this one, where you really only need Najila out to really get ahead in the game, right? Yeah, for sure. I think, in my opinion, Najila could probably live in the command zone once you have like 10 plus warrior tokens out. Because mm -hmm. um, you'll have so many synergistic things happening that the extra combats, it'll suck that you don't have the lifelink and the trample and, and all that stuff. But I think you're fine. Yeah. It's like, no, no, no. It's it's okay. Because I got 10, and they have double strike and plus one. And, oh, there's this other yeast card out here. It's just there's a exactly. lot of stuff that can happen. So Gift of Mortality is a great card. I would almost argue this is better than Swift Foot Boots or Lightning Greaves in the deck. Because if a board wipe happens, she comes back. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would agree in this deck. Yeah. Like, and... I think Gift of Mortality is going to be a card that's never going to be reprinted because it's so busted. It's at $2 now. Back when I first started playing, this was like $0.25. Cents. So if you're, interested in picking, if you're interested in this card, pick one up. You will find a home for it. All right, Tuck, give us your final. Okay, this is a card that you spec'd on correctly because of its utility, right? And we are, of course, talking about Hoki no Kazi, which is Winds of Abandon. So, ah. Very, very good. Colas and a and a white for sorcery. Exile target creature you, don't, you exile target creature you don't control. For each creature exile this way, if the controller searches the library for a basic land card, those players put those cards onto the battlefield tap, then shuffle their libraries, and then it has Overlord four colorless double white, which is every other creature. So the only thing that sucks about this card is its sorcery speed. Right, that's the yeah. only downside. Uh, versus running it over path to exile. That being said, the fact that in this deck. You can't, you don't possibly care about how much lands people have, right? You only care about their creatures being away from the board so you can slam face with the Gila, so you can slam face with 100 warrior tokens and do it over yep. and over and over again, right? So this being a completely one-sided, not symmetrical board wipe for six mana 
or being a piece of spot removal to get rid of that troublesome commander, that that troublesome Blightsteel Colossus, just has insane utility for such a low initial cost. So a couple things. One, I've actually I've played this card multiple times, and I can't tell you, Tuck, how many times I've done it. And at that point in the game, people are like, okay, you exiled 15 things. I get 15 basics? I have two left. Yeah, oh, like, yeah. Okay. Yes, 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 yes. So that was the first thought. Second thought, I just thought of a design change to the card. Do you think this would have made the card more playable? Because still, like, 250 is still, like, fairly reasonable, especially sure. for a Modern Horizons printed card. If it was a colorless white instant, still the same effect, but the overload... They created a new mechanic to where it had to be at sorcery speed. So the card oh. on the single target is instant for the colorless white. Because that is just a worse path to exile. Yeah. And then the overload, though, is at sorcery speed. What do you think about a design balance of that for the overload type stuff? I think that if that was the case on this card, this card would be $20. You think? Oh, 100%. Just being able to cast it at some point with instant speed is so critical, right? Yeah, and we're gonna. <clears throat> so <laughs> we're gonna see. We are. We are going to reap that. We're gonna rue that reckoning when Neon Dynasty comes out because all that stuff has channel, and people don't realize yeah. like, oh, this just turns every card, anything that has channel on it, that's a land or permanent, just turns into so much more flexible. If this had instant speed stapled on it anywhere, this would be a ten dollar card, no questions asked. They have to give it sorcery just to keep it balanced in some way, shape, or form. Gotcha. Well, guys, that's going to wrap up the hot profile. Let's head over and see how Najila is going to win the game with a very focused yeast package. Nine cards. Nine, nine, nine. nine. Uh, nine times. Nine, so nine the first times. card I'm talking about just came out in Strixhaven not too long ago. This card is Banana Hammock. It's absolutely fantastic. So this card is pronounced... Strixhaven Sujiamo. <laughs> Wait, you're saying that you're saying that Japan does not have a term for Strixhaven yet? How dare they? Correct. Like I know. All right, ready? <laughs> I got a lot to say about this one. Okay. Three, two, what what? One? What Strixhaven Stadium! Like we, we have to read I already said it in Japanese. We I don't know, need a but three, I know one countdown. Gonna, uh, look, we're uh, listen. I'm not going to take the time to go and look this up and try to read this at the same time as you in Japanese. It's insane. Well, I'm not going to take the time to count down and read with you. So how do you, what do you fucking say about that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why, don't you put, why don't you put that in your pipe and smoke it, big tuck, you sack of shit. <laughs> you piece of shit. <laughs> piece of shit. Boom. All right. Oh so Strixhaven Stadium's three colorless. It's an artifact. <clears throat> you can tap it for a colorless to put a point counter on Strixhaven Stadium. Whenever a creature deals combat damage to you, remove a point counter from Strixhaven Stadium. But Tuck, why do we want this in a Najila deck? Because whenever a creature you control deals combat damage to a player, to an opponent, put a uh, point counter on Strixhaven Stadium. Then if it has 10 or more point counters on it, remove them and all remove them all and that player loses the game. Let me reiterate this. When a creature you control deals combat damage. Whenever a creature you control deals combat damage. Not when creatures control you control. Not this only occurs one time. When a creature you control deals combat damage to an opponent. It's insane. It's so dumb. So 
Okay, so on the on its surface, guys, basically this is in here as a mana rock, and I swing it once with a Nijila, and I probably kill someone. Correct. That's pretty much what it is. Uh, it's like a different uh, alternative to Infect. Yes. Tuck, though, we're kind of been talking about, like, oh, if we designed it differently, would that make it a little bit more fair? What do you think about this for Strixhaven Stadium? Whenever a creature deals combat damage to an opponent, oh. a point counter on Strixhaven Stadium, this can only occur once per turn. So then if your opponents are hitting your other opponents, it's getting a counter. Because if it was only you got it for, you only got one point counter on your turn, it, the card wouldn't be playable because it would take forever. Yes. But I think if it was like your opponents, then it becomes this like political game of like, well, I really need to get a combat. I, I just need to get in. But if I do, that means Tuck's going to get an additional point on the stadium. <laughs> You're making a card that's already good better. That's a problem, right? With both How does that make ones? it better? Because right now, this card, as is with Najila, just wins the game or kills someone on the spot. Right. I feel like with mine, it has to go three cycles before it can kill someone. Or two cycles. Because it can only get one on your turn, one for each of your opponents. That's oh, four. Oh, you can tap oh, it for oh, one. That's five. It's okay. I see what you mean. That's. Do more, you think that would make it too bad, or do you think that I makes think that it makes, more fair? I think that is the same thing that you just. I think that makes it too bad, right? Because the the beauty of okay. this card is that you can stack it and win right away, right? And I think, um, I think we talked about this card during the previous season, and something that I relate this to, which is also pick of yours, is like the Celestis, right? which we, we don't need to go into, but like these are these people talk about how three, three mana mana rocks are too slow for EDH in its current format. Right. Yeah. First off, suck it. Second off, you're wrong. Third off, look at these two cards and Skyclave Relic, right? We're talking about three cards in a row that all cost three colorless that are all complete bangers in the right deck. Right. Yep. So uh, it's, the, I was so proud to see this. I think this card's insane. I think this card rules. I want to see it more often, but again, it depends on your meta. If people aren't playing, if people aren't playing creature decks, you're not going to see this. If people are playing creature decks, you need to tell them about to, about this card. It's it's completely bonkers for less than a dollar. Yeah, for sure. All right, Tuck, give me your second East card. All right. So this is a Warrior Boy, originally also printed in Constant Cure. That's a mythic. That again is just this is also effectively a version of Strixhaven Stadium, and this. Horde Chief might sound a little something like this. Oh boy. Zani na Tagun no Chifu. Which is, of course, Brutal Horde Chief. Brutal is right. Three colorless and a black for a creature orc warrior. Arbitrary, of course, for a 3 3. That's a mythic rare for less than a dollar. Whenever a creature you control attacks, again, whenever a creature you control attacks, a creature, target defending player loses one life and you gain one life. Is that enough, some would say. No, 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 says Wizards from 2016. Three colorless and Boros, Boros. That's hybrid red, white, hybrid red, white. Creatures your opponents control block this turn as, as a, if able, and you choose how those creatures are blocked. Come on! <laughs> <laughs> it's so stupid. It's so strong. Here's the thing. We we've talked about this in the past. If we were going to make, like, arbitrary mythics legendary for no other point, this would be, like, my number one with the bullet. Can you imagine if this was in your command zone just waiting in the wings whenever you want it? 
Well, I, I think it would be banned at that point because mm -hmm. essentially the three Boros Boros is you win the game because you can just have all of them uh, combo block one creature. Yeah. It's like a taunting elf type of effect. Um, man, this card is really unfair considering yes. it's like, oh, I'm attacking. You're going to lose a life and gain a life. Oh, by the way, I'm, you also can't block. And so I'm going to do all that damage also on top of that. That's just busted. For nothing! For four mana! And it's a 3-3! Three, three. God, that's It's insane! Great. All right, well, my next one, I am absolutely going to swatter. It is a kitty cat. <gasps> yeah, it is. Expensive kitty cat. Okay, hold on. One second. Just, okay, let's try this. Let's try this. Let me, pull, let me pull her up. Let me pull her up in the translate box. Three, two, one. Oh, God. Mary Weatherlight Duelist. $50. And arbitrary, also arbitrarily a warrior for no reason. Well, I you can make an argument. It it needed to be a warrior because that was out of the pre-con. And that was a cat's fighting red zone. That 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 we can live with. Sure. Yeah. We can live with. Because if it just said cat, it's like, God, that's an aggressive cat. Right. Yes. Uh, legendary creature, cat warrior, colorless Silencia. It's a three-two with first strike, and it also has whenever Miri Weatherlight Duelist attacks, each opponent can't block with more than one creature per turn. Oh my! Oh, God. sorry. <laughs> this combat, and then as long as it's tapped, no more than one creature can attack you each combat. It's 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 like I think people when this when this first got spoiled or people this was getting thrown around, people were like okay, whatever, right? Yeah, well, they don't realize. Yeah, great, great. Congratulations, you reprinted Mary for the third time, right? No mirrors, Guile. What the hell? But then, when you actually see this, brutal horde chief, Wolfgar, Mary, where the light duelist. If these were enchantments, these cards would be like unbeatable, right? <laughs> the only the only reason why they're not in completely busted is that they can die to lightning bolt. Yeah, the only thing I want to add to that. Tuck the 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 third ability because first strike's technically the first. The third ability should say if it's untapped, no more than one creature can attack you each combat. You you gotta have a penalty for not like you you can't say oh by like the brutal horde chief. You can't say oh yeah attack them. They're gonna lose a bunch of life. And you're gonna gain a bunch of life. What's its other effect? Oh, you can also make them lose even more life. <laughs> you can't have this say like I'm gonna I'm gonna make you lose a ton of life because you can't block. Oh, and then by the way, you can't really kill me because you can only attack with one creature <laughs> yeah. when I do that. Like there's no downside, and it's three mana. Make it five at least. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's so stupid. Like if it had vigilance, then you're like, okay, you have to like work to make it tapped, right? But it doesn't even have that, and it's a warrior. It's so frustrating. An unreal. All right, well, I'm the last one to go, and this card is basically what enables Najila to go infinite. Biambura. Uh, if you can figure it out, it's Bear Umbra. <laughs> so, uh, Bear Umbra, two colorless, green, green, enchantment aura, enchant creature. It does give uh, Najila totem armor, which is huge. Huge. Uh, if enchanted creature would be destroyed, instead remove all damage from it and destroy this aura. But it has enchanted creature gets plus two plus two and has whenever this creature attacks untap all lanes you control. Done. Fifteen dollars. Not e and it even gives her plus two plus two, which turns her into a five four, which is like that's what most commanders are coming out the gates, right? So the argument with Najila is she's she's a little weaker. She's a little weaker, right? Exactly, right? It's like a it's like a, a rolling 
a rolling like snowball that turns into like an avalanche, right? <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what she says when she comes in with Bear Umbra. She's just like, "Hi, fucking yeah!" yeah! It can't, can't, it can't be beat. And it even it protects her. It wins, it wins the game on the spot, pushes her out of lightning bolt way, <laughs> range, and effectively goes infinite <laughs> in one card. Well, and Tuck, I, the thing I love about this is it's one of those modal things where it forces your opponent yes. uh, on, on on the blocking. Because, yes, she's mm. a 5'4", but she has totem armor. You're, she's getting another combat. So like yes. when she swings with Bear Umbra, guaranteed their second combat because all the land's untapped. Unless she just, unless I got incredibly unlucky, it didn't have the colors. Right. Let's yeah. just say that's not the case. That's fringe. Um, so, do you throw a five five in front of it, like a five five demon, to get the totem armor off? Then the second combat, then throw another five five in front of it to kill her. It's like you're having to waste multiple resources to get rid of her. And the crazy thing is, even if you kill her on the second combat, she can activate it again because all the lands are untapped. So right. at least everything else is going to have another combat. It's like, you, there's no win, right? Like you said. Okay, no, you're like, there isn't. I got, oh, pfft. all right. Suck on this, Mr. Combo. You think you're so great with your 3-2? Well, I got a 6-6. Six, six, or, or like you said, I got a 5-5 five, five, uh, blood gift demon or whatever. You're not coming this way no matter how hard you try, right? Next turn, <laughs> untap totem armor. Just like, I, well, that's it. <laughs> Time to scoop that it up, I guess. Yeah, I tapped out to play <laughs> this 5-5 five, five to block you. And now I can't even stop that. I mean, there's there's a reason why this card is fifteen dollars, right? Like it's dipped yeah. down to like nine at some point when it got reprinted, but it, it's just got insane utility. <sighs> I'm like, I'm gonna go take my, I have to go take my blood pressure after this because I forgot to do it yesterday. It's gonna be through the roof. <laughs> I can feel it already. Well, guys, that's gonna wrap up the yeast package and how Najila claps face. Let's see what very limited spice options. I put in this deck with the spice package. So Tuck, uh, there's only two. We're just doing them both, right? (laughs) Yeah. So I'm going to take the worst of the two. You take the more fun and weird of the two. Yes. 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 So you go first. What is your spice card? Uh, This is a card that people were like, this card's insane. And I was like, I don't agree with you. And then I saw it played and this card is insane. And of course, we're talking about Chatafungu. Rizo Shogun. Oh, Shogun means general. I didn't even know that. Uh, oh, there we're you talking, go. We're talking about Chatterfang Squirrel General. <sighs> Two colorless and a green for a 3-3 legendary creature. Squirrel Warrior of course. Oh, my God. Come on. I didn't even, re- I didn't even think about that. It also is a warrior. Ugh. Forest Lock. <laughs> this, this, creature can't be, this creature can't be blocked as long as defending player controls the forest. Ahem. <clears throat> If one or more tokens would be created under your control, those tokens, those tokens plus that many one on green squirrel creature tokens are created instead. Why? <laughs> one black <laughs> sacrifice X squirrels. Target creature gets plus X minus X until end of turn. Again, why? And it's a warrior. <laughs> and it's from Modern Horizons, one of your favorite sets, the second round. I hate I hate it. I it's it's so it's so push. It yeah. It it's one uh, or so you're like okay, fair enough. You're first at reading this, right? Like okay, wizards finally got their head on straight, right? If one or more tokens would be created in your control, great. So if I make a hundred, if I make a hundred tokens, this is only got triggered once, right? It was like nice. You fell right into our, my trap. 
those tokens plus that many get added in, it's weird. I hate, I hate it. It's so upsetting, but it's so good. But here's my question to you. How is this in the spice? This card is bonkers. So we'll we'll get into that a little bit because I'll be talking about this card in a little bit. Oh, um, it's actually one. Yeah, but I, I'm not going to get into that. So on its face, yeah, it has force walk. So it's going to get through. Uh, sure. It's a warrior. So it's going to get into Gila trigger. Um, I guess if you have enough squirrels you can sacrifice them and then give something plus x uh minus x kill something generative turn so i guess you could kind of use it as pseudo removal or even tuck if i had a bunch of black mana well i'm gonna sacrifice one scroll give this warrior plus one minus one you know just buff it up a little bit um or almost sacrifice the squirrels i got blocked to then beef up my other things like there's some strategic stuff you could do there i wish it made green squirrel warrior tokens yeah, but I also wish that warriors never existed, right? And here we are. <laughs> That's fair. Well, uh, the next one I'm going to talk about is the only other one. Uh, we are talking about uh, which is Herald of Dromoka. So colorless white, creature, human, warrior, vigilance, other warrior creatures you control have vigilance. It's a 2-2. The reason this is a spice is Najila makes tapped and attacking warriors. Oh, yeah. So, you know, it, it's like, it, it's good from the aspect of if I'm in my infinite loop, my guys are always untapped. So if I ever lose that loop, they're, you know, there for blockers. Yeah. But I don't really feel like this does anything for my deck. I have yet to lose a game because my warriors were tapped and I got hit in the face. It just hasn't happened. That makes sense. And to that point, Najila doesn't matter if she's tapped or not because you're going to yep. pay and untap her with her ability, right? So she effectively has vigilance in the sense that you'd want it to be, right? Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. All right, guys. Well, that's going to wrap up the spice package. All right. Well, now we're going to head over to the bottle capping. And as a reminder, these are going to be big tucks and eyes, cuts and adds to the deck. They're going to be under $5, under 50 bucks, and then a no budget recommendation. We have multiple restrictions, though, this time. We can't do mana-only lands. The card had to have had an alternate or Japanese version. Think War of the Spark. Think Mystical Archives. And then finally, it had to have... If it couldn't meet that, then it could have been from a Kamigawa block at some time. Neon Dynasty, Betrayers of Kamigawa, etc. So, I was very upset when you said that. And I was very frustrated by it. But... Wonder what I did for you, Mr. Combo. I thought what did back, you do? I thought back and I was like, I gave so I was like, oh, this is so restrictive. This is such a nightmare. But then I thought, like, literally, what, two weeks ago, you went over, bent over backwards to find me budget cards that were like seven cents, right? Which is not your which is not your forte. And I was like, you know what? Very true. If if Mr. Combo did that for me, I can try my damnedest to do this for him. There's one that is kind of a bent a bending of the rules a little bit, but okay. it's still Japanese focused. Well, and and I think for the restriction piece of this, you and I for this episode were put at an unfair advantage considering I built the deck without that restriction. So this this was just more of a you know I don't let's have some what fun I with it, to yeah. see. 
Yeah, because I just started to see, like, well, I feel like it's just going to be too easy to go grab other warriors and Najila stuff that I didn't put in here. So if I have this weird restriction, kind of like what I did on Brutaclad with the all permanents, it makes it harder to just go for the easy way out. Yes, like, th this cuts off a lot of the low-hanging fruit, if you were, um, yes. and that sort of thing. Yeah, so for my under $5, I'm going to cut Chatterfang. So Chatterfang, okay. Squirrel General, two colorless green, legendary creature, score warrior, 3-3. Three, three. Forest Walk, if one or more tokens would be created under your control, you get those tokens plus that many 1-1 one, one green squirrel creature tokens are created instead. And then uh, Black, Sacrifice X Squirrels, target creature gets plus X, minus X until end of turn. Really, the only reason I'm going to cut this from the deck is the squirrels don't come in. Uh, it's not like it's a tapped and attacking type thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to get anything from that. I don't believe this is going to double up with Wolfgar. Because, like, Wolfgar does Najila, and I don't think that's going to then tie into Chatterfang. So I'm not going to get extra from, like, the Wolfgar effect. And I, at least in the times that I've played the deck, I've never seen Chatterfang, and I always have enough warriors. So at this point, yeah. I don't think I need more warriors. I just need to be able to do a little bit more with them. I feel so, like I feel like someone would describe this card Chatterfang as like a win more. Yes. Right? But if Wolfgar's good, what if I had two of them? <laughs> With a card straight out of Neon oh, Dynasty. Oh, yes. <laughs> Ishin two heavens as one. So for Mardu, that's red, white and black. You can get it pre-order for 3.90 right now, so that's why it counts. Uh it's a legendary creature human samurai, so it's still not a warrior, but it's kind of on theme with the samurai. Uh, if a creature attacking causes a triggered ability of a permanent you control the trigger, the ability triggers an additional time. I think this is just better yeah. than uh, Chatterfang, because now I'm getting warriors tapped and attacking, opposed to just tokens sitting there. And you're getting on this ahead of time, because I'm betting dimes to donuts. We're going to be seeing a lot of this card in the commander community in the 99, and also as a general moving forward. Completely agree. Yeah. Alright, Tuck, what are you going to cut for your under $5 pick? So this was this was pretty tricky. Um, this was a, this was kind of a tough thing to cut and add and that sort of thing. Um, and, uh, I'm going to cut a land short story, short story longer. Um, I think that this, I think that there's too many, you have 36, 37 actually, as it turns out. And I think you could go to 36, right? So I'll leave that to you. What to cut. I don't know how you're going to cut it or what you're going to figure out and how to do it. But what I was thinking was this. You could use so at some point this deck could scream out of the scream out of the gates and just want people, right? But sometimes you might need something a little bit more into the late game. You might need to play around other aggressive decks. So there's a there's a planeswalker that got printed or more of the sparks. Vivian, champion of the wilds. So two colorless for a green for legendary planeswalker Vivian. It comes with four loyalty. You may cast creature spells with a flash. Plus one until up until your next turn, up to one target creature gains vigilance and reach. And then minus two, look at the top three cards of your library. Exile one face down and put the rest of the bomb in your library in any order. For as long as that card remains exiled, you may look at that card and you may cast it as though it's a creature card, right? So I like Vivian because it lets you play around counter spells. It lets you play at other people's turns to get out in Gila, to get out your other whammers. It gives you something to give like Brutal Horde Chief Reach or some of these other bigger creatures to block something if there's a bunch of drakes or dragons. And it also can effectively draw you another spell because you are running so many creatures. Yeah, I'm good with it. Uh, I mean, I do have in the deck 22 creatures. So 
I mean, I guess we'll have to see how much that's going to be relevant. Sure. Um, yeah. I do. I do like the vigilance reach piece uh, because that could be good early game. I, I guess the the biggest thing I'm just going to struggle with is since I only have 22 creatures in the deck, more likely than not that negative two, I'm going to be exiling stuff that sure, yeah. I don't want to exile. So I'm not really getting value. Um, so that's the only thing I'm kind of caught up on. But I like that you did the loop because there is a Japanese uh, alternate art version of this card, and it actually looks pretty cool. It looks very cool. Um, so I try. So I tried. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, under 50, I am going to cut Grand Warlord Radha. Okay, so, yeah. Grand Warlord uh, is going to be two colorless gruel, red and green, legendary creature, elf warrior, haste. Whenever one or more creatures you control attack, add that much mana in any combination of red or green. And until end of turn, I don't lose that mana as steps and phases in, and it's a 3-4. Mainly the reason I'm cutting it is because it's only 40% of the colors I need to actually do my now if i was getting one of each or even any combination like yes then i would obviously be playing this uh but just the red and the green i don't have any mana sinks mm -hmm. the only mana sink i have is really najila so yeah. uh, i've seen more often than not grand warlord radha almost just operates like a grim monolith for me oh i got like co infinite colorless stuff that i could kind of use to help sh you know uh shift things around yeah no i i, I think that's fair so the card I want to add, though, is it's a bulk card. It's not, you know, the sexiest, but I think it's fine. I think it's fine. <laughs> so we are talking another card from Neon Dynasty. Oh, Asari <laughs> Captain. Three colorless Boros. That is red and white. Human Samurai Haste. Whenever a samurai or warrior mm. you control attacks alone, it gets plus one plus so until end of turn for each samurai or warrior you control. So the thing I like about this is there will be times where there's a crawl space out um, or yeah. some sort of limited ghostly prison type of effect where I'm not going to be able to get my swarm. I'm only going to be able to swing in with one or two. So having a sorry captain in here is kind of like I would still consider this a spice card for the deck, but only because it's literally there to help me win the game when I can only swing with one. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. And also pumps up this. It's a fringe case, but there's probably times where someone will have that up and you're like, okay, if I can just deal, I've already dealt them six points of damage with Najila incidentally, right? Just through attack triggers. They didn't have blockers. If I can get just pump her up enough to be able to knock them out in two swings with just her, then that kind of makes sense too, right? This exalted yeah. thing for just, because you're going to, if the deck didn't care so much about Najila, then I would say that's a, that does not matter. But this deck does not operate without her, right? Yep, correct. Yeah. All right, Tuck, which you're under 50 cut and add. So this is kind of a 50, it's like a coin flip, but there's two, there's two things in your hops that I think both of, one of which can go. So it's kind of up to you. I'm either going to cut Counterspell or Disenchant. One of the two there, right? So... If you feel like the spot removal is more important, then so be it. But that's up to you. So anyways, Counterspell, for those who don't know, uh, go throw yourself off a cliff because, come on, two blue, counter-target spell, disenchant. Uh, what? I don't have disenchant in the deck. It's in grains for some reason. <laughs> what? 
Yes. Call oh us my God. Light, destroy target artifact or enchantments. Uh, so they're both fine, but I don't think either of them help win the game. I don't think you're going to be playing a lot with a lot of leftover mana to be responsive. I think you have better removal in the deck. So I dug deep. And even though it's not a traditional Japanese printing, Mothra is a staple in Japanese culture. So Mothra, Supersonic Queen, a.k.a. Luminous Broodmoth, is two colorless white-white for a 3-4 flying creature insect. Whenever a creature you control without flying dies, return it to the battlefield under its owner's control with a flying counter on it. I think there are some creatures in here that really matter, the, bru- the Brutal Horde Chiefs of the world, and so on and so forth. And just being able to have something that's going to be recurring them out. This also is kind of like a buy one, get one free with Najila. As she gets destroyed, you send her to the graveyard. She comes back with flying, which is even better. This is yeah. kind of like a worse gift of the estates. But I just think it's got a lot of unique synergies and, and ways to get your deck through multiple board wipes, multiple spot removals, multiple lightning bolts of the world. Mm, gotcha. Well, here's the thing, though. You still technically did it right because these kind of were the Japanese alternate printings, like for Godzilla. And I mean, they even uh, did one that was uh, the Mothra's Great Cocoon that had a yes. special Japanese thing. So I'll let it slide. I'll let it slide. Um, I will say, though, the card's great for the deck. Makes total right? sense considering. Uh, like, I almost would rather Najila die so that it comes back with a flying counter and becomes even better. <laughs> yes, right. Go ahead, kill it. I don't care. Who could, po- who could possibly care? <sighs> For sure. Well, no budget. Sadly, I'm not breaking the bank. Yeah, I mean, um, <laughs> so I'm going to be cutting Herald of Dramoka. So uh, this officially means I've cut all these all spice spices. Cards. <laughs> Um, which makes makes a lot of sense. So Herald of Jeroka is a colorless white. It has vigilance. Other warrior creatures you control have vigilance. It's a creature. It's just we kind of talked about you know yeah. If you guys go back and listen uh, to the beginning of the spice section, the the vigilance thing doesn't matter to me because Najila puts them in tapped and attacking. It's kind of similar to like Kali of the Vast. She puts in stuff tapped and attacking. Mm. Uh, If stuff came in just attacking and it wasn't tapped oh yeah give me vigilance all day long because then there'll be some other values but instead of just doing this pseudo vigilance thing for warriors because i do have some non-warriors let me stop you right there i swear to god if this is another neon dynasty card i'm gonna be very upset <laughs> uh it is not uh, it oh. is from war of the spark nice. and we are talking ajani the great hearted oh two colorless oh. Valencia, legendary planeswalker ajani Five uh, loyalty, static. Creatures you control have vigilance. None of this warrior specific, just creatures. Yeah. So I would be, I'm okay paying basically green and a colorless to get a universal effect. But now this card's way better. Plus one, gain three life. That actually has been relevant. The games that I have lost, it's just like I'm, I just get just way get beat, too You just low. get slammed with one ones or whatever, right? Yep. But I like this. Negative two. Put a plus one, plus one counter on each creature you control and a loyalty counter on each other Planeswalker you control. Planeswalker part's not that important, but four mana, vigilance, everything gets a minimum if it doesn't die. Plus two, plus two, because it'll be able to do it the uh, negative two twice. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, why not, right? Um, and I think this is something... This So 
you I think you have Cathar's Crusade in here already under your yes. yeast, right? And I think that's a card that people see and they like their heart rate just skyrockets, right? Blow it up. Blow it up. Yeah, immediately like, okay, he's playing this, we're fucked, right? Like we're dead. Yeah. There's nothing anyone can do about it. So that immediately paints a target on your head. Where someone plays this, you're like, wait, that bulk planeswalker that you have 90 stained glasses of that you got by accident? Okay. Yeah. But then, like, again, you're like, okay, gain three life. Who cares? Vigilance, who cares? But over time, yep. you're like, okay, I'm just going to add 1-1 one, one counter to everything, right? And when it matters, like, there's there's a turn where that is going to matter big time, and that's where this unassuming thing is going to fly under the radar and be able to bash someone that, that they're completely unawares, right? Yeah, thousand percent. And in case you guys were curious about a rules question, if Ajani is somehow a creature as his last ability resolves, he gets a plus one plus one counter. Don't know why that's relevant, but that's in the rules. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Oracle Text. You guys are doing <laughs> you guys are doing the Lord's work out there. Well, Tuck, why don't you wrap up the bottle okay. capping and give us your final cut and add? This was tough. It, like you said, it was a very stringent thing, so I tried very hard. I don't think you're going to like this, but I think it's cute. So I'm actually going to cut Avacyn's Pilgrim. Um, for those who are unawares, it's one green for a creature human monk. That's a 1-1. One, one. You can tap and add a white. You already have all the best in the business of multicolor things. I feel that just something that – this is a pet card to yours. I know you like it a lot. Just something that taps for a white and a five-color deck, to me, comparative to birds, Ornithopter Paradises – Normal hierarchy, these other things that you have, I just don't think has. So, are you also saying to cut Elves of Deep Shadow? You could if you want. Like, I think those are two that are kind of on the list for me. Um, but it's up to you. I just, this is the one that jumped out to me. So, originally, this was called Something Something Samurais. So, I was like, okay, let's find some samurais that we can go with here, right? And we're going with the homegirl, Fumiko the Low Blood. Two colors, double red for a legendary creature, human samurai. That's a three, two that costs you 19 cents. So there's a block of text that says something, something Bushido does not matter. She has Bushido X where X is the number of attacking creature. When it blocks, it becomes blocked. It gets plus X plus X on turn. doesn't matter. But creatures your opponents control attack each combat. That's what matters here, right? Let's get those defenses down. Let's get those life totals down. Even if it is your own, Right. It's kind of one of those things, I feel like this deck is like, you're talking about you're getting punched. Sure, if you're going to punch me, punch me with everything. Put your guard down. All I need is one swing in, right? I need I need Najila to get in once and not be blocked. That's all that matters. So why not add a little chaos? Why not add a little low blood? Why not add a little a samurai to the Najila deck? Well, um, I mean, we've already shown that we have off-themed warriors in the deck. Sure. Uh, so, you know, that's fine. Uh, I like the Bushido X because I could, oh, oh, Tuck, oh, you know, I could probably one shot someone with Fumiko. Oh, if you so have listen, a million warriors. Well, because I'm going to have a bunch of warriors. Yeah. But it only gets to Bushido when it becomes blocked. Well, what does Brutal Horde Chief do? So I could force my opponent to block Fumiko with at least one creature. And then Najila with her Wooberg gives it trample. Wait a minute. Hold on. This could become a like board wipe with Brutal Horde Chief as well, right? Because you can just oh, assign yeah. you can assign any amount of people to block her, and for each one she gets bigger. No, because it's just whatever it becomes blocked. So mm. she's only gonna get Bushido once. But ah. you could just add it up. Okay, I have 15 attacking creatures. She's gonna get plus 15, plus 15. Let me assign the right amount of stuff over here. Right. So then right, right. she kills everything. Yeah, so yeah. So yeah. yeah. I 
I mean, granted, the thing I was talking about is a 10 mana <laughs> combo <laughs> quite a bit. Uh, but I mean, Fumiko's not a terrible idea. And it is just creatures your opponents control attack each combat of Fable. Right. So if someone gets a little out of control, it's like, hey, I'm going to keep back my defenses. You guys can keep coming at me. But, you know, I need to take 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 the, the you know back seat for a second. Totally. So like I said, that's the best I could come up with with the restrictions that we had, which I liked. Well, guys. Thanks for making it until the end of the episode. And if you enjoyed it, be sure to hit that subscribe button. Be sure to follow us on all of our social media platforms and leave a five-star review. So that way the algorithms can help connect other people to our content. If you'd like to get a hold of the cast today and ask us questions, here's how you can do that. You can reach me at Mr. Combat number five on Twitter. I'll spell out except for the five. Big Tuck, where can people reach you? You can still see me on Twitter at Big Tuck Tweeting. I want to give a quick shout out to Laura Linnae, Jennifer Jason Lee, and Michael Sheen, who all had birthdays today. So there you have it. You can reach our main account at CMD Tower on Twitter as well. Uh, we will have this deck list posted with the actual uh play test art that i worked with abyss proxy shop on uh so you guys can see kind of how i did that and heck if you even wanted to buy this deck yourself he actually has been using uh the stuff we collaborated on on his website uh so nice. you can see that stuff at cmdtower.com slash bnbe126 basically you just gotta type in oof kasuzapura <laughs> mashufurutsu rekasasuru tower.com now, we couldn't do these amazing YouTube videos without our great video engineer at underscore T-Coats on Twitter. Tyler does all the video production for CMD Tower. So if you guys have ideas, if you guys want to see more content, subscribe on YouTube, leave comments on the videos, share it in you know the Facebook chats and the Reddits of the world. Let more people find it. Because I'm getting more and more like people leaving comments being like, I never even knew you guys existed. Holy crap. I love this stuff. Uh, going to be following you guys for now. So it's just a matter of people finding the, the YouTube content. And I think the shorts are helping out quite a bit. So be sure to let Tyler know what we can do to improve and share with the community. If you'd like to continue to support the channel, help us improve our gear, maybe even get me some real Tony Stark glasses, uh, you should <laughs> head over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash cmdtower. We have four different tiers. Literally a dollar a month gets you Discord access, deck therapy, entered into voices. Uh, but, you know, you get the collective diagnosis. You get all these things. But for like 25 a month, you're getting sleeves. You're getting a playmat. You're getting a coin. You're getting a monarch token, a reminder token. Just all the stuff in the world, plus opportunities to actually be on Bruise and Builds uh, with uh, me and Tuck. So go subscribe to our Patreon, because really, it does help us improve the content. Now, if you're already an existing collective member and you have some friends that have maybe been on the fence, if you get them to join, just have them message us. Let us know who referred them, and we'll actually send you a little referral thing as a thank you. Now, if you've uh, seen my amazing Jun sweater, uh, possibly our foil playmat on stream, and you're wondering where you could pick up said swag, be sure to head over to cmdtower.com slash merch. We do sell everything on there. Uh, Tuck, what is the status of the website? To be determined. <laughs> All right. But uh, definitely the store is still there, so uh, be sure to go out and buy that stuff. And we are still running. We did it for the holidays. We'll probably just do it until we run out of the sweaters because Redacted Bit gets stuff out of my basement. Uh, whenever you buy a sweater, you get a pack of sleeves for three bucks. And you know what, Tuck? Let's start it now, today. Whenever people buy a pack or buy a sweater, they just get a pack of sleeves for free. Done. Let's update it. Let's go. We still got to figure out the store first. Yes. Um,
Now, you may have heard that we are partnering with uh, the person that I've worked with for years for my playtest cards. I've gifted them to my friends and, and Fredbees, uh for holiday gifts. And you guys saw it in this episode, abyssproxyshop.com, promo code CMD Tower Get you 10% off of your order. It's stackable with any other discounts he has going on. Plus, for every one of your purchases, CMD Tower gets a little bit of kickback. It's just going to help us get a little bit more revenue so that way we can constantly improve this content for you guys. So if you've been looking for a proxy or a play test and you're on Etsy, you're on eBay, you're, you're out scaring the webs, abyssproxyshop.com promo code CMD tower. Now, big tuck. We're at the end of the episode and I know I didn't do it as often for you, but Najila's campaigning across Japan just let's go what'd you think of the deck was it as bad as you thought it was gonna be so i think people who know me in real life would say like i'm a pretty calm guy right i'm not one for flights of over exaggeration or blowing things up to be more than they are i'm gonna go on record and say this is the best episode we've recorded yet (laughs) what this really yeah it was incredible uh, I, wow. I went into this being like kind of ho-hummy about the deck, but like the more I thought about it, the more fun it is. It's just like, it's just such a you, it's such a Mr. Combo number five deck, right? Like you love to see it. Like there's all these cards in here that you like. It's just, it was really fun. And I will say the idea of doing it in the Japanese, their actual Japanese names was a uh, invigorating challenge. So yeah, I, this is not a deck that I particularly would want to play against. Um, but I think it's still fun. I think it's got a lot of your character into it. Right. And like, I really, I really think you, I I really appreciated that about it. Well, before I go into my review, you said you wouldn't want to play against it. Would you be willing to play it? Would you want to play it? Oh yeah, for sure. Like over Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Yeah. Give it to me. Like going in, going into the finals. This is exactly what I want. This is the deck I want to play in the finals at Thanksgiving after drinking for eight hours straight. So, so as anyone knows me, I'm not a red zone player. I don't like to yep. live in the red zone. I don't like com- like combat tricks are fine, but just hitting people like, I don't know. It's just a little boring to me. It, every creature in all of magic outside of defenders and walls can hit people. <laughs> like That's not <laughs> new. Yeah. So <laughs> for, for me to really get excited about a combat matters deck, I got to do something fun with it. And I think Najila, even though she's insanely powerful, um, and I could could make this deck significantly worse. um, Yeah, yeah. This is the perfect blend for me, for Mm -hmm. a combat. Like, I think the only other deck tuck that we could say is combat focused that I enjoy playing would be like Brina. But it's because there's this chaos that's kind of happening at the table. Um, Najila allows me to kind of be, Hey, I'm worrying about my board. Let me just be swinging in. I want to do stuff, but there is infinite combo stuff. There is shenanigan things I can do. There's alternate win cons. There's turn two, there's turn two smothering tides to be had. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, there's just a lot of different things I can do. Um, so I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed playing it. I will say because of the power level, it's one that I don't play as often. Now, because you know, anytime I, anyone ever has a new deck, you want to play it a few times. Uh, Get the reps probably five in. to ten. Yeah, just figure out what's working, what's not. Because I even had cards tuck that I got printed that I actually took out. Uh, so, like, I got a copy of Elvish Piper done special. Oh, sure. Um, 
this is chromatic ori as well and then i did city of ass or brass as people like <laughs> sure, to call it why not so it's like i i had other cards that it's like you know do i need to flip in flip out um but after playing i think i've played it four times it's like you're you're too powerful now yeah, I, right. I can't you you've created I can't a monster yeah, because normally with these proxy decks, guys, I can't play them over VEDH, so I can only do it in person. Same right. thing with Empress Galena. So it's like when people are actually in person, it's like, oh, I want to play this stuff. I've really actually had to take that deck to the side because you're just too strong. But it is fun, and I love my bit, and I can't wait to play with some randos, pull it out, and they're just like, what? <laughs> Say what? Well, guys, we are signing off. Thanks for being here and touring japan and as a reminder alcohol always wins because it won again last night